Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com. Slash awards. This is the drive with Dale Lally and Matt Williamson on your 24-7 home of the black and gold SNR Steelers Nation Radio. Welcome back to The Drive. I'm Dale Lally here with Matt Williamson. And Matt, as we mentioned, we talked a lot about in the first segment. Kevin Colbert spoke for the first time. It's actually the first time Kevin had spoken since the start of training camp. He talks every year at the start of training camp, and then he shuts everything down. He doesn't talk. Mm-hmm. All the way through the season, he lets Mike Tomlin does all the talking at that point. And then in the offseason, Kevin again becomes the, uh, the the voice of the Steelers after Tomlin gives his final uh, season wrap-up. So right, uh, right. This, this was the first opportunity we had to talk to Kevin Colbert since the season ended. And he said, you know, he called – he called, uh, you know, the Steelers nine, seven and one finish um, a disappointment. He said, look, we we did some good things this year. We had some we had some big wins, but we also had some some big losses. And we've we've ended up at nine, seven and one, which was good enough to get us into the tournament. But it ended in a first round loss. And that's not mm-hmm. good enough. You know, we didn't win the Super Bowl. That's not good enough. There's just people out there. Um, and the Steelers have never trumpeted this whole thing. But there, there's, there, there seems to be a feeling among some fans, and there's a lot of discontent out there. I get it. But, well, the Steelers, all they're worried about is not having losing seasons. That's not it at all. No, it isn't. You know, I guarantee you they're as disappointed at not winning a Super Bowl every year as, as fans are, maybe more, probably more so because this is their – this is what they do. Right, uh, right, right, right. They just put uh, a lot of time and effort into it. They yeah. just go to a game for three hours and – yell and scream and drink irons and go back to work. For example, the the Steelers didn't make the Minka Fitzpatrick trade in 2019 because, well, we just don't want to finish under 500. That had nothing to do with it. That had nothing to do with it. Right. Yeah. It was never going to lose on purpose. Like we talked about last segment or field a lesser team for draft revenue or whatever. But I do believe the goal is the same every year is how do we sit this, get this team set up to win the Super Bowl? There are the best chance we can do it. I'm sure behind closed doors, they think this is our year or we're really a, an A plus contender as opposed to we need a couple bounces to go our way. Yeah. But, you know, the, the goal is still the same. And, well, I know, mean, the, 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 team the goals are simple. I mean, first, you want to win your division mm-hmm. because that's the easiest way to qualify for the playoffs you win your division you don't have to worry about wild card scenarios and all that other stuff right 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 the easiest path the easiest path to the playoffs is to win your division uh Mm -hmm. then you don't have to worry about the rest of it uh then once you win the division then it becomes winning the afc championship because that's the gets you to that's the guarantees you a spot in the super bowl um, and then you, you know, you see what happens after that. So it's right. the, the goal is never just to go, uh, well, we just want to make sure we don't have a losing season. That's, that's ridiculous. Um, now, well, Colbert obviously talked a lot today about the quarterback situation. Yeah. Right. 
And uh, he said, look, with Ben's retirement, we're in a different, we've got a different agenda as we enter into this offseason. We'll continue to look at every possible option. We know we have two veteran players here. Both have started NFL games. We have confidence in that Mason Rudolph, if we started the season today, uh, but it's Mike Mike Tomlin's decision, but if we started the season today, Mason would be our starter. Mm -hmm. Now, there'll be some people out there freaking out over that. Oh yeah, but I mean, it's essentially that small yeah. clip, and you'll be like, "Oh my God, they think Mason's a starter." It's but essentially the said. same thing that Mike Tomlin said at the, at the end of the season. Like we know what we have in Mason. Uh, if we, you know, he and, he and he was asked about that. And he says, "Well, you're, you know, you have guys who are starters, but not necessarily every everyday starters. They have they right. guys. <laughs> yeah. They're guys on. There are twenty two players who take the field every week." offensively and defensively for every NFL team. Not all of them are stars or right. True some, starters. Some are replacement right. level starters that you are just your, happen to be your best guy at a certain position. Yes. They maybe they, maybe they wouldn't start for half the other teams in the league or more than that, but they're mm-hmm. your starter. Yeah. And your backup left tackle might be better than 10 teams starting left tackles. Correct. And yeah. And true as well. You know, and, yeah. Um, I don't know. My takeaway from those clips about Rudolph are first of all if they played today he'd be the starter because he's the only one under contract (laughs) I mean let's not ignore that so that's a fact I mean if they started today he would be the starter um he's the only quarterback on the football team right now I'm guessing Haskins will be back um I think that's gonna happen yeah they're gonna oh they did yeah they're gonna pick up the option yeah okay that makes perfect sense um, I don't know that that would be a competition if by chance the long shot that it's uh, Haskins and Rudolph are the only two in camp. I don't know that there'd be a competition, but that's not going to be the case. There's no chance in my mind that, that Rudolph is going to be anointed the starter without any competition. And I do think they like Rudolph certainly more than Steeler Nation and more than I do, to be honest with you. But I think they look at him as we can get by with this guy until we find the guy. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy, he's, he's a quarterback that if you surround him with like, for example, is he um, head and shoulders worse than Baker Mayfield? Well, certainly not the version of Mayfield we saw this past week. No, right. Past year, you know, Um, um, well, I mean, this is a bigger. And again, if, if you have a if you have a shutdown defense, if you if you think you're going to, and by the way, he also said that they've they've talked to uh, Stephon to it, and you know they'll likely welcome him. It sounds like to it's going to be back. Okay, I mean so, that's just read between the lines. I mean that's yeah the, the sentiment. Good. So well, you know now nice. all of a sudden you you've got potentially a a defense that pretty legit. Yeah. Here's my thoughts on Rudolph big picture. And it's kind of a big picture quarterback conversation too, is I think the cousins, Tannehill, Garoppolo's of the world. I think Carr's better than that group, but I could probably come up with five or six more Baker when healthy's in that, that crowd, that, that crew that when you point them in the right direction, this is what we're trying to accomplish and run play action, run this play great they can do that well but when things don't go to script they're in trouble and i think rudolph ceiling is one of those guys which 
Garoppolo's been pretty far in the playoffs, and Tannehill was had the number one seed this year in the in, with the Titans. I I don't think I've heard you know basketball metaphors like sometimes we just got to give it to Jordan or LeBron and say we're struggling, bail us out. Yeah, you know, you, like you take they're the never going to be those guys. Take the next, take the next eight shots. You know? Right, right. <laughs> take over. We'll clear out for you. We'll do whatever. Just you know, you're the most talented guy in the court. Take over. Rudolph will never be that guy. If he hits, he will be in that Cousins, Garoppolo, Tannehill tier to me right. if he hits. And I, I think that's not pie in the sky thinking to think that he hits there. But do me a favor and go back, people, and look at, like, the passer rating in QBR of Cousins, Garoppolo, Tannehill over the last three years. It's kind of Pro Bowl level. I mean, they're really good numbers. I mean, that's – and by no means is I am I saying that's good enough. You can beat Mahomes and Josh Allen year after year with those guys. But it's better than you think is what I think is what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl as well. Um, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. Uh, Rex Grossman went to a Super Bowl, for God's sakes. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I think there are different ways to do it. Obviously, it's much easier if you have a star quarterback. Oh, yeah. But I there's mean, no guarantee that you're going to get one. Now, that being said, he did say that, uh, um, you know, I, I asked him, you know, would you would you prefer to have multiple quarterbacks in camp or, or does it have to be a two man? Um, does it have to be a two man? Yeah. yeah, competition yeah. Or, or would you be happy with three or four? Uh, he said, look, we have Dwayne and we have Mason. Can we add to that group from the outside? Sure. We'll look at the trades. We'll look at unrestricted groups, potential cuts down the road and make comparisons to what it's going to cost us. I think the potential cuts down the road thing was interesting. What it's going to cost yeah, yeah. us. That red flag yeah. just went in my head. <laughs> Carson Wentz. I mean, yeah, right. Who right. else that could be? Or, but okay. Yeah. Or even Garoppolo, uh, mm-hmm. you know, to what's what it's going to cost us either from a draft compensation or from a free agency cap availability and a decision of what that will do to your team. More would create competition, but is it going to be realistically workable? I don't think so. Um, so I don't, I, I think they would I don't rather think want four arms. They want this. They're going to take four to camp, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that all four are going to have a chance to win the starting job. Right. And I really don't think they're going to do a brand name guy, whether that's anywhere from Aaron Rodgers to Marcus Mariota and everybody in between and a first round pick, you know, right. like that's what, that's what I was going to say. You're not yeah. going to get both. You're not going to get both. Like it's one or the other. <laughs> I think it'll be very clear when the first couple waves of free agency are over, if they're truly in the first quarter, you know, a, a quarterback in the first round market or not, you know, I think we'll know that very soon. Yeah, and the interesting thing about that, and we've talked about this, is that the free agency stuff is going to take place before the draft. Now, the cuts, on the other hand, like are, are, a lot of them around the league. I don't know yeah, about quarterbacks, but yeah, I mean, it, let's uh, are the are the Colts, for example, going to hold on to Wentz through the draft? Are they going to sign somebody and then immediately release him? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Or or are the you know again if Let's say the let's say the Vikings fall in love with one of these quarterbacks in this draft, and and sure. he he falls to them. Are they going to suddenly cut Kirk Cousins and go yeah. with that guy? I I don't know. Yeah, I have to study that stuff more with salary cap casualties as a whole. 
Um, I do know that there's a couple guys like Cousins and Matt Ryan that are astronomical cap hits this year that maybe you could trade them, basically trading draft picks for cap space, you know, just to get them off the books. But I don't think you save a lot by cutting them. And I yeah. frankly think Garoppolo will yield them. Someone will want Jimmy. I think Jimmy is going to get the, the Niners a draft pick. I don't know about Wentz. Yeah, I, I don't know either. I, I don't know what, uh, you know, that, that possibility is going to be. Um, a guy like Darnold is not going. No one's trading anything for anything, $20 million right. dollars for Dan Darnold, right? Right, yeah. Um, he talked about this college group. Uh, he was asked, uh, given that this is your last year in this role, does that give you the opportunity to, to tell us what you like, what quarterbacks you like? And, of course, he laughed at that. He says, <laughs> I, he said I, I, I wish I knew because, honestly, this college group, we watched a great quarterback. He brought up Kenny Pickett. Uh, locally. He said, I don't like to talk about individual players, but I think it's such a unique situation that the season that he had for Pitt, and you have to acknowledge and congratulate Kenny and congratulate Pitt. But this group, there's there are there are good players in it. There's also good players that have different skill sets. And that's where what's really unique about watching them compete at the Senior Bowl because the majority of them were there. So they're all different. I know that some of them will be starting quarterbacks, winning quarterbacks, and that's exciting. It's a good answer. You know, and, the, and it's not the BS answer and not say anything by saying anything, because it really is true. I mean, it's pretty unique in that. Life's an adventure and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. A lot of different teams will probably have a, their highest grade on different players where Trevor Lawrence was in this class, he would be ahead of all these He's a slam guys, dunk, you know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, there isn't that guy, and I'm sure everyone acknowledges that. It's odd that the local kid that you happen to share a facility with is right at the top of everyone's the tip of everyone's tongue and at the top of everyone's list. And rarely do senior bowls have that many five of the top six guys. Yeah, right, right. I mean, potential <laughs> starters, you know, to all see next to each other. And then the combine will do the same, which is common, but they are a variety of skill sets. And back to the conversation of this team hasn't been GM shopping for a while. They haven't been quarterback shopping for a while either. You know, does Malik Willis's athleticism trump Pickett's pocket presence and touch and whatnot? You know, like what's the – right now you take the, the, the specs to the house to crinkle them up, throw them in the fire, and you rewrite them and say, we're going to build a new house. What are most important to us? Do we want a front porch? Do we want big windows? Do we want a pool up back? You know, and we'll try to meet that as best as possible. Yeah, uh, he was he was asked about it, does hand size matter, um, and he brought up the and I didn't know this about uh, this guy. But he brought up he said when when I was in Detroit we had Herman Moore and Herman Moore was a six foot four wide receiver. Yeah, yeah. So, so you automatically think Herman Moore has big hands, right? He's six foot four. I guess Herman That's Moore's Herman Moore's hand size was eight and a half inches. Really? Apparently he couldn't spread his Great fingers player. out. He, he said he had real long fingers, but he couldn't spread them. Okay. Strange. So, I mean, I yeah. guess everyone's different. Right. Yeah. So he said what, what we look Different for, condition, though. he said the way that he looks at it 
he looks at the fumbles. Said so from a fumble standpoint, how did the player lose the ball if he fumbled it? How is he deliver, uh, delivering the football? Does it get to where it needs to go? So you look at the hand size, but you also look at, okay, what does he do with that hand size? Is he, a, is he a, again, is he a fumbler? Mm-hmm. Uh, because there are some quarterbacks out there who, you know, I don't know what Dak Prescott's hand size is, uh, but I know he fumbles but a lot. But he's put the ball on the ground a lot, yeah. right? What I take away from hearing that is I very much believe all interceptions are not created equal. And yes. if you're really going to do a deep dive on a quarterback that you're thinking about acquiring, you should watch every interception and decipher how this really happened. I mean, like people get on Matthew Stafford a lot for turning the ball over, but it just so happens a lot of his interceptions this year were on third and longs and deep downfield. And yeah. they weren't, they were a lot of arm punts. You know, that's yeah. not the same as, tucked in your own end on first and 10 and you throw a pick, you know, that you just misread the coverage. So you got to know when to hold them and when to fold them. But I think you should do the same. And I'm sure the Steelers have done this for years of all the fumbles too, you know, and I would even take it a step further and I'm I'm sure they do this too, but yeah, I want to watch every picket fumble. I want to watch every Willis fumble, every corral fumble, all those things, of course, all together and compare them to one another. But we've also seen the benefit of having big, strong limbs and hands, because if you can pump fake like Ben or handle the football like an elite playmaker ball handler, that also lends itself to the hand size, too. You know, like if yeah, I don't know if this is true, but if a lot of play action attempts, Pickett sticks that thing out there and that's when a fumble occurred or, you know, or he tried then to get a problem yeah. pull it back or, you know, whatever, you know, or it's a little wet out or, you know, all those yeah. different things. But to me, I, I don't know, you know, with these new gloves that they have, and they're not new, they've been around for about the last decade, but the tackified, the tackified gloves are cheating. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've put those things on and, you know, I could, I could back in the day before I really jacked my thumb up, I could palm a basketball, you know, and, and mm-hmm. do that. And then, you know, when I tore that ligament in my thumb and ruined it, um, I can't quite palm it the way that I used to. Um, but if I wore those tackified gloves, I guarantee you I could. No doubt. Cause I was like borderline. If I could always, if I could palm a basketball or not. And I promised you with those gloves, I could with no problem. Right. Because yeah. they're, they just give you such a, a different grip and they're legal. And I don't see them being made illegal anytime soon. <laughs> No, it's better for the game. Yeah, and even if they are, they'll come up with something different because those gloves replaced the stick them. Mm-hmm. These are not, uh, your, you know, the old leather gloves that the players played with back in, you know, 25 years ago. These things are, you know, you stick to the wall like Spider-Man. <laughs> exactly, yeah. You could climb the wall and sling webs. Yeah, I mean, but I remember it was like 2015, 16, whatever, Odell makes the catch on Monday night or Sunday night football. You know, everyone remembers his unbelievable one-handed catch for the touchdown falling backwards. And with all respect to Odell, he doesn't make that catch without those gloves or he wouldn't have been the first one in history to make such a catch. If yeah. Swan Stallworth, Largent Joiner would have had similar type of assets, but I do think it's a little bit different conversation. And maybe this is me showing my age that quarterbacks wearing gloves turns people off a little bit the old is that just an old school scouting thing you know because do you lose touch do you you know i mean right but if that's all you've if that's all you've ever done 
You're what's used the difference? to it. Yeah, what, yeah. what difference does it make? Yeah, I, 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 I don't know. I just remember Bridgewater coming out, Teddy Two Gloves, and they made it sound like a negative, which I thought was a little silly. But if he would have been a better passer without them and has to use them, that's a problem for me. You know, like, if you can hit the ball just as far with an aluminum bat as a wooden bat, great. But if you need the aluminum bat to hit it further, well, then I see an issue. You know what I mean? Right, right, it's a right. It's bad example because everyone hits it further with aluminum. <laughs> but, you know. <laughs> um, I, he also talked about the mobility factor. And uh, he said, do you, do, do you evaluate that position differently? Are you, are you looking for a specific skill set uh, than you did before? He said, no, I mean, we, we talk about mobility and mobility is a key part of any quarterback if he's mobile, uh, but we're also going to look at who's the best position. Each and every one of them has a different skill set. And I think you prioritize, I think to prioritize one over another, you'll be blind to in truly evaluating what a given player can do. If he's a great thrower, he's a great thrower. If he's a great runner uh, and thrower, then maybe that's a bonus. But I think we're always going to tr- truly evaluate the player and not go into it with with a specific idea of who is the best. Probably a good way of doing it. You know, like you're you're probably out of luck if you go to a flea market or you know a deli and you're only looking for one thing and you overlook the wonderful sandwich or whatever that they're selling just because it didn't fit your criteria. You know what I mean? Like it's never a great idea to go shopping go to TJ Maxx and I'm only looking for this thing. I want a blue shirt. Yeah. Right, right, right. right. Any blue shirt will do. Yeah. Well, that's right. It's probably not not the best way to leave with the, (laughs) you know, looking the best, you know? Yeah. Uh, That being said, I'm sure he danced around that a little, you know, a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I I imagine he realizes that mobility is more important than ever. I think all the, I think all the top guys though, in this class are at least functionally mobile. It's not the Mac Jones argument. Right, right. Right, 100%. You know, they, they've uh, all got at least a, 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 a league average level of mobility. I agree. Not strong, but the other five, yeah. Yeah, I, I'm not even considering strong in that. Of, of the guys who are, so, yeah. the guys who are being, being considered as potential top first-round draft picks, I should say. Mm-hmm. I would uh, say they're all at least as mobile as Burrow. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And some of them are much more. You know, Whereas last year, if we, if we'd have looked right. at the same thing, you would have said, well, Mac Jones is the, the all the other guys are, are have mobility as a, as a, or at least average to plus mobility. Mm-hmm. And Jones is the one who's a negative there. hundred percent. Side note. I was very impressed with Mac Jones. I liked Mac Jones. I don't know that we're out of the woods of that conversation, that, 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 that the conversation has changed any more now than it did a year ago, though. You know, like he could easily, he may be close to capped out. You know, do we still think right. Mac Jones is going to get way better and turn into Brady in the pocket? I mean, maybe, but it's not many have ever, you know? Right. Yeah. There's one of those guys and everybody yeah, right. you know, out of thousands of quarterbacks who've been in the league. But yeah, uh, yeah so. Uh, We're going to take another break. He is Matt Williamson. I am Dale Lolly. You're listening to The Drive here on Steelers Nation Radio. We'll be back with our third and final segment right after this. Life's an adventure, and it's waiting. Hi, this is Merrill Hodge. At ST Bank, they know life's for the living. That's why ST Bank offers solutions to help you get the most out of it. Whether you're investing in your home, 
planning for the future, or just making the most of every day, ST Bank is here to help. Learn how ST Bank can help you live the life you want at stbank.com. Member FDIC. ST Bank was ranked number one in customer satisfaction with retail banking in Pennsylvania by JD Power. For JD Power 2022 award information, visit jdpower.com/awards.